Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Ascension of the Chessmen, diving into the esoteric, occult, spiritual, and conspiratorial aspects of life, focused on solutions to the problems we face in our everyday lives. Let us ascend above all differences. Let us be the light in darkness, a breath of fresh air to those who can hardly breathe, and together, awaken into greatness. This is Ascension of the Chessmen with your host, Andre Mitty. Welcome to the Ascension of the Chessmen podcast. I am your host, Andre Mitty. Today's guest is a spiritual seeker, host of Raised by Giants podcast, and an all-around awesome dude. Ladies and gentlemen, hobbits and fairies, give a warm welcome to Ryder Lee. Hello, Andre. It's good to see you, my friend. I'm glad we could finally get this bad boy together. <laughs> We've been trying to do it for a while now, and things happen. Right. That's just the way life is, but I'm very happy to be here with you, my friend. Most definitely, brother. So happy to have you. And yeah, everything happens for a reason and in the, in the timing it's supposed to, I feel. So, you know, it's a good day to record. Uh, it is 420, so <laughs> happy 420, everybody. <laughs> This will be released after 420, but, you know, we can celebrate today. So, uh, yeah, it's the sentiment that counts. Yeah. It's the that counts. Uh, <laughs> I don't smoke uh, weed anymore, but yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I haven't smoked in a, in a while. I think it nice. was a different, it was a different kind of, uh, it's a weird thing that just kind of like happened. Like I really liked smoking weed, like when I was growing up and stuff. And then right. like, the older that I got, like it just it, wasn't the it same into something turned into something completely different, you know? Yeah. And I just kind of stopped doing it. But yeah, anybody that uh, smokes, I don't have anything against them. Like, right. do your thing. <laughs> but sure. uh, just not for me anymore. Hey, more maybe, respect to you, brother. Maybe like an edible every once in a while, but that's about yeah. as far as I go because it's like a creeper thing, you know? What right. I mean? like, you know, whenever you're like smoking, like, it hits you like almost instantly. Like, Oh yeah. I like the, Edibles I like the are a creeper. totally different game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't mind those. I can do those every once in a while, but uh, just smoking uh, trips me out. Yeah. No, I hear yeah. you, man. Um, yeah. Well, I, I always start my show off, man, with this uh, first question for every guest and um, just to get to know you more. And so it goes, uh, for those who aren't familiar, can you explain what it is that you do? And I guess what woke you up to realizing maybe there's more to this life than you originally taught or thought? Well, um, it's kind of a long story. I'll try and shorten it up as best hey, that I can. As long but, as you um, want to go with it, brother. We got an hour, so. <laughs> well, I think that it kind of started out uh, the way that it does with everyone, you know, like um, it's a awakening. It's There's multiple awakenings that I think that everyone has within mm. their life, you know. The first awakening for me was, you know, with the corruption and uh, the, the governmental side of everything and, and how that plays a, a factor in our reality and shaping and molding our reality. And 
the first thing that got me into that was the documentary uh, Zeitgeist, and some people it was you know Loose Change and uh, you know some documentaries like that. But yeah. the first one was Zeitgeist, and I was kind of I was kind of raised Christian. You know, I was in a you know Christian uh, house. Well, not really a household. I kind of made that decision on my own to kind of spite my family because my family was kind of uh, atheist. Well, my mm. mom was basically a really big atheist and um, I kind of went in the opposite direction of her, you know, cause I knew wow. that there was something more to this uh, reality and I was just, you know, searching for answers and I wanted answers. And I always knew that something wasn't right with the, the Christian religion. You know, mm. I knew that there was something more, going on there that the people weren't talking about they weren't able to answer simple questions about how things are you know right and i knew something wasn't right there and but i just kind of kept going with it and um and then it kind of just really snowballed from there and then i um watched the movie zeitgeist and my mind was just kind of blown, you know? Yeah. Like this was like 2008, whenever, uh, whenever it came out, I watched as soon as it came out and, you know, it goes into the, it breaks it up into three things. The first thing is, uh, I think the first, I haven't watched it in a really long time, but the first segment of it is like religion. Yeah. Astrotheology stuff. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, Holy shit. You know, and, you know, realizing that, you know, Jesus is nothing special. Right. He, Mm. he, um, if he even existed, I don't think that he personally existed. I don't think any of the people in the Bible ever (laughs) ever historically existed. All metaphors and allegories and parables. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and that's what really, blew my mind to the to the whole thing like realizing that that the bible is just a a, a greatest hits book of all of the different previous religions that came before it right that's the easiest way that i can describe it is it's a it's a greatest hits book it's kind of right. like a greatest hits album you know like the beatles it's almost greatest like hits album. it's almost like yeah. the most recent edition or the latest album religious album that's came out you know so exactly yeah. people are on it because it's the new hot commodity you know it's what's played on the radio all the time so they're like well those other ones are getting old i've listened to those songs enough times so (laughs) let's play this new jam (laughs) yeah let's get this new one bumping and get everyone to believe in believe in it and take it literal you know right and uh you know then then the next part i believe is uh of the zeitgeist film is um uh 9-11 and all that surrounding which I, I'm a critical thinker and I'm a common sense kind of person. And even being, I was like maybe seven years old whenever the the towers, you know, came down. But logically, in my mind, even being that young, I knew that something was not right yeah. with the scenario. You know, like right. buildings just don't fall like that. Right. But that's the thing about our reality is that. Once a certain amount of people believe in something, it then creates it in the reality. Right. Right. So once people are locked into to a certain belief system, a certain um, version of events, then it continuously gets perpetuated instead mm-hmm. of thinking outside of the box. But um, anyway, 
then the third part of it is like the money system and the the corruption of money and how there's no gold in the in the federal <laughs> reserve and how our money is basically worthless it's a, yep. it's a legal tender it's just a piece of paper it's know? like an iou yeah exactly <laughs> and so from that point on i would i just took all that stuff and just ran with it you know and started researching deeper you know and and then i had like a really big dark night of the soul you know because that that's what really opened me up to all of the different possibilities that's really all that i needed and then i Mm. and i needed a person in high school which was a high school teacher that really took my mind and let me, you know, think critically about situations and, and interject my own thoughts and ideas and, and beliefs into something and not just taking it at face value and realizing that there's different perspectives to every single outcome, mm. you know, and that's really what he did for me in a huge, huge way. And uh, I have a lot of uh, appreciation and gratitude for him. And, uh, that's so, that's a rare thing, man, and that's huge to have a teacher like that. It was a really rare thing, but and it wasn't just you know me that he was trying to do that for. He's trying to do it for everyone, but I feel right. like I was the only one. I was in a really small. I was in a private school, like a really small school, Same. and I feel like I was the only one that really got it. Right. <laughs> you know, I was really the only one that understood it, and that doesn't make me better than anyone. I'm not better than anyone. I just feel like I was the one that literally let my mind go there and really grasp what he was trying to say. You were picking up what he was laying down and no one else was. (laughs) Exactly. And we vibed and, you know, and I'm very thankful for him that that he was able to do that for me for sure, because it it opened the doors uh, wide open for me and just let the floodgates through. But then I had, um, you know, I was trying, I was going down all these different roads, like with with spirituality and all these different thoughts and concepts. And at this time, like I didn't, there wasn't like, I didn't know where to look for any of this stuff, you know? Right. So I was really coming up with a lot of the, the theories and ideas like on my own, like there wasn't anybody that was, you know, telling me that these things are real you know Mm. it was just a knowing that that i was getting something was communicating with me telling Mm. me about how the universe works and how reality works and that there's multiple dimensions beyond our dimension and i'm like drawing all these things out you know i'm like 16 17 years old you know going through all this stuff and realizing you know, figuring out why we're here, what what we're supposed to be doing, what this reality is about, you know, that that we can that we're in a matrix, that we're in a simulation, that, that basically none of this stuff is real, you know? Mm. And, and I'm trying to explain this to other people and, and they're not they're not understanding it. They're not getting it. I'm from a small town too, a really small town of like two thousand people that are all there's a church on the end of right. every corner. I mean, I'm from one of those towns, you know? Yeah. I came from the same environment, brother. So I can completely relate to that. Yeah. So I started trying to explain my thoughts, ideas, and concepts to, you know, other people that are around me, my family and my friends, and and they just weren't having it. You know, mm-hmm. they were just shutting me down at, right. uh, at, at every turn and at every corner. And 
so I kind of just let all of the information just implode upon itself, mm. you know, like, and, and I had like a really uh, rough time with that because when you don't have a healthy outlet to get your thoughts and your ideas and your beliefs across to someone, then you inevitably feel alone. Yeah. Right? And you bottle then. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you're enclosed, you're in a, a small space and then you start resorting to things outside of yourself to feel, fill that void within you that you're missing from not being able to speak to people about right. it, you know? And I went down a, a really rough path for um, around three or four years and climbed myself up out of that hole. And, but I never lost my, during that whole time, I never lost my, uh, my curiosity and my right. wonder and I was still, you know, uh, searching for things to study and, uh, to expand my thoughts and my ideas and expand my consciousness to a, a different level to gain different perspectives about every single thing. Yeah. You know, so whenever I got, uh, out of that, right. Um, and then, you know, I wanted to create a show a while ago, but I didn't think that I was um, capable of doing it at that time. Mm. You know, I didn't have all my thoughts together. I didn't know what I wanted to do or how I wanted to do it, but I knew that I needed to do something. And then 2020 hit and I was like, okay, this is the time. This is the perfect time to, you know, to start doing this thing. Yeah. And and I did. And, and that's, you know, basically what my show is about is just, you know, spirituality and helping people to expand their thought process and expand their mind and look at things from different angles. You know, things aren't so black and white right. in our reality. There, there's multiple different variables to every single situation and everything is based off of our perspective of reality. Yeah. You know, and but whenever perception you take everything, whenever you take yourself outside of that perception and you see it from a different level, then the situation tends to change. And if the situation doesn't change, then you're probably doing something wrong, right? right? Looking at it from a, a high enough level. perspective, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of uh, a background, and I uh, I bring people on on my show and interview them just like you do on, uh, on your show. And sometimes I put together some presentations. Yeah, man, you've done uh, a great job on those. I got to say, um, I'm really loving the topics you're covering and the depth, you know, you're going into on those. So bravo on those brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. I put a, I try and, you know, release the, the best kind of uh, content that I, that I know how, and if people resonate with it, then, then great. You know, if they don't, then, you know, that's, uh, you know, I put out what I want basically, you know, is, is what I'm saying. And I, uh, and I, I hope people check it out and I hope people like it. And if, you know, if not, then that's okay too. Right. We're all, right. we're, we're living in a, uh, in a multiple layered reality where right. you can, you can create your own perception and your own thoughts and ideas based on whatever. I mean, think about it all the, it's a free market. 
Yeah, exactly. The, the only things that, that we know basically are, let me ask you this, Andre, where do you think you have, how do you think that you know the majority of what you know as an individual in this reality? How, how do you think you know that? Do you think it came from outside of you? Do you think it came from within you? Or do you think it came from somebody else in mm. your reality telling you? I would say it'd be a mixture of all three. Uh, I would say uh, the mass majority would be outside of myself based on books I've read or uh, information I've taken in through documentaries or docu-series or, you know, um, searching on the internet. Um, there, There's that aspect, but then there's also the aspects of my direct life experience of things I have researched. Like, for instance, like, you know, Georgia Guidestones, for example, for all we know, they couldn't exist. You know, I, to my knowledge, like I, I had never been there. And then I had finally went and like the whole time driving there, um, I was like, you know, we're going to get there and there's going to be nothing here. Like I had that in my mind for a, a while like driving down there. Cause I just, I don't know. It sounded too good to be true almost. And then we got there and there it was. And it was like, it was real, you know, like you're there witnessing it, you're seeing it, you're reading the, the monuments and <laughs> seeing the time capsule and all that shit. Um, and that's just one example, man, of like, um, yeah, we can pin down ideas based on what other people tell us or, um, taking it in from other sources rather than our own thoughts and, um, you know, our own consciousness. Um, but at the end of the day, if you haven't experienced it directly in your life, like, can you pin it down and say, that's a hundred percent real? I mean, that's hard to do. And, uh, you know, that's, that's where it gets tricky. So yeah, it's funny you ask that. Yeah, it it does get really tricky. And I'm under the belief that 90% of what people know and, and what they think about has been told to them yeah. by somewhere, something else or someone else. You know? 100%. You know, it's only 10% of it, maybe even less, actually Probably comes less. from us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely less, you know? Right. So we've created this society that's just, that's, that's parodying, parodying, I can't even say the word right. Parroting, still not the right word. Yeah, like off of one another. Yeah, 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 regurgitating other people's information, right? And then they're taking it uh, as fact. And I'm I'm guilty of that. Everyone's really oh, yeah. we guilty all are. of that. Yeah. You know, right? So it's like you know what what part of that actually is is you know one hundred percent truth i mean your, your truth is different than my truth because you've yeah. had different experiences in your life my truth is different than your truth because i've had different experiences of my life right there is no blanketed system there is no blanketed truth there isn't one ultimate truth that doesn't exist right we live in a polarity reality right a dual a duality right and where the the light and the dark work in tandem with each other mm. That's the state of our reality. Yeah. Bad things happen. Good things happen. Mm. Right. If you take one of those things away, if you take away all of the bad things in our reality and you're only left with the, the good, the love and the light, then this 3D reality ceases to exist. Mm. It no longer exists. 
Right. right. Everything is vibration. This table is vibration. Yeah. Computer's vibration. This thing is vibration. And it and it requires a resistance. Mm. Right. And if you don't have that resistance, then this ceases to exist. Mm. Right. And, and people they they think that this reality is so bad. Right. But it's not. It's right. just the state of the reality. It is what you make it. Yeah. I mean, it's the, like it's like two people looking at the same object object could see two different things, you know, from their perspective of where they're looking, you know. It's like that whole metaphor. Absolutely. And you know, that's the thing, that's the acceptance thing that that people really need to to get into, I feel anyway, personally, you know, of course I'm not telling anybody what to believe. They can figure it out on their own. I'm just right. professing you what I think is going on in the state of our reality and how it works. Right. Yeah. You can't have one without the other. Mm. Right. Exactly. They have to be together in this reality. Right. And that's what the 3d is all about is duality and polarity. Mm. And if you're all love and light and ascension and like all this stuff, then you're not going to be here anymore. You're not going to be able right. to experience. <laughs> you're not going to be able you're to no longer human. <laughs> exactly. You're not right. You're not going to be able to experience this 3d body anymore. Cause it's going to cease to exist. Mm. No longer exists. No one can exist in a 3d physical body without duality and polarity. Mm. That's how it is in every single 3d reality out there right yeah you're always going to have suffering in your life you're always going to have setbacks you know and things that come up that are quote-unquote negative i mean you know i had two flat tires this month you know it's like did i plan on putting two new tires on my car this month i mean maybe there's something spirits trying to reveal to me i haven't figured it out yet but you know it's like stuff happens you know and you're never going to live this perfect life. Like there's always going to be hiccups in your plans, you know? Exactly. And there has to be that, that resistance to everything, right? Mm. Because, and that's why the fighting and the wars and uh, the turmoil is always going to exist in this reality because it has to exist mm. in order for the 3d reality to stay 3D right, or the experience, mm. to experience suffering, to experience pleasure, to yeah. experience pain, to experience love and experience them on an extreme level. Yeah. That's the only way that it works. And I feel like if, if you don't experience those opposite emotions, you're never going to know what it's like to be on the other side of that. You know what I mean? It's like, even like light and darkness, for example, you know, uh, darkness is just the absence of light. You know, it's just light covered up or however you want to phrase that. But, you know, light is just the absence of darkness and it or hot and cold is another great analogy. It's like, is there a point in the scale of temperature where all of a sudden it's hot and all of a sudden it's cold at one temp it's like they're all one at the end of the day but there's varying degrees of hot and cold you know what i mean absolutely absolutely you're, you're right on the money there and you know it's 
people think that this reality is supposed to be nothing but rainbows, butterflies, right. and and uh, you know, and that's not the way that it works. No, now it might work reality. in it might work in some other uh, dimension, you know, above the the fourth dimension, maybe in the fifth, sixth, and seventh, maybe even in the 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 eighth dimension, you might be able to dissolve polarity completely. Right. But you're never going to be able to do that here. Right. Ever. Never going to happen. It's the yin and yang. It's, it's just not. And, and, and I think this is my theory on it. Now, what can happen is a, a controlled way to do it. Mm. Right. And the controlled way to do it is the, the new world order way of doing it. Right. Right. Where everything is manufactured. Mm. where where the the war is manufactured where the the hate is manufactured it's it's planned it's a part of the it's it's a part of the whole game yeah the right? program to get everybody under the the uh, the same banner so that we don't implode upon ourselves mm. right and this isn't this isn't the way that I would do it. I'm trying to look at it from their perspective. Their perspective, yeah, yeah. Right? If you look at it from their perspective, I think that they believe that they're doing the right thing. Right. Right, because if you can control the polarity, if you can control the duality in uh, this physical 3D body, then you've basically appeased the universe and you've appeased this 3D reality, whether it's a manufactured event, whether it's a staged event mm. or not, it, it's still feeding the matrix system. Yeah. And they've realized that that is needed in order to sustain this 3D reality. Mm. And we're just perceiving it like it's bad and it's horrible. Right. Which I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it is, I mean, there's no getting around it, you know, killing right. people is bad. Right. You know? No getting around it. It's bad. But I think that we've been really looking at it in the wrong way. And when you grasp this, that concept and that reality that, that the polarity and the duality, the light and the dark has to live within the same reality and coexist then it becomes, well, they might not be so bad after all. Right. right? They they're might actually. playing their roles. Exactly. They're just playing their roles and they yeah. work in tandem. The seven lords of light, the seven lords of darkness yeah. work together and, and they play off of each other because mm-hmm. they have to. That is their role in this right. reality. And right. that's what they do. You know, and I understand that I might not be explaining that the in the best kind of way, you know, and, and people might not uh, understand it or or get it, but it's a very difficult concept to really oh, yeah. grasp onto <laughs> and really understand it and take your perspective there to, to that reality. I wish I could explain it better, but that's just really what I what I think is going on. I mean, if you look if you look at it. We're, we're a very special planet. 100%, right? man. I think you're just taking it back to seeing people as human, you know? 
And, yeah. you know, if, if you bring in, you know, they're all reptilians and they're all, you know, out to get us and they're, it's like we make them not human. So we don't have to face those same attributes within us, maybe not to the same degree. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm, I'm Hitler's offspring, but there's qualities in me that were active in Hitler. They were just more extreme than they are in me. But to say that I'm removed of any of the shit that was within Hitler that made him do the atrocities that he did. I think we all have that within us. It's just, do we express it in that way, you know, or do we have self-control over it or some sort of way of navigating without letting those darker sides of us take control of us and, you know, make those decisions that don't serve the rest of us. But Oh yeah. You know I, mean, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. You're, you're, you're totally correct. And, and if you think about it, okay, so every 3d reality is like this. Okay. So if every 3d reality exists within this, this polarity, there has to be a, a dark, dark and light aspect. There has to be war to, to have love. Right. You know, there has to be pain and suffering to have pleasure, you know, then we know that there are, I personally believe um, that there are other very advanced races out there that's in a 3d physical body, not all of them, but I know that, that there are some that are just like us that are advanced. Now, how did they get through this turmoil scenario that, mm. that we are in right now? Right. Cause they had to go through this evolution too. Right. Right. In order to get to the point that they are, they had to go through everything that, that we're going through and have been going through for thousands of years. hundred percent. So how so, did they do it? They, they all had to come together. Mm. So right? do you, do you, do you feel there is realized beings on this earth? Um, I guess you could say they've reached that oneness or, um, some people would say they're gods, I guess. I don't know if that's the right wordage, but, um, you know, like, you know, people of the East, the mystic figures of the East, people that claim to live for thousands of years or breatharians and stuff like this, or is this something completely different? You're talking otherworldly beings. Yeah, I'm thinking more of like an another worldly being, like gotcha. a civilization on a on another planet. Yeah. Now they don't necessarily have to. Be, I mean, they would be extraterrestrial to us because they're from off the planet. Yeah, without right? that would be the, out of this atmosphere. Yeah. So it, it, what they had to do. This is what makes us special here, Andres, because we're all individuals, right? Right. I'm an individual. You're individual. We can uh, we can basically do whatever we want, right? Well. But I don't think that they can out there. Mm. I really don't think that they can. I think that they are a part of a collective, mm. right? A hive mind consciousness. Now they might have a little bit of individuality, mm. but not like we do here existing in this 3D reality right. on earth. And there's some people that, that don't want to change that because that's the only way that we get over this hurdle and this jump, mm -hmm. right? Is if we all come together. Right. Right. And 
that's what they're trying to shepherd in is the new world order. That is what right. the new world order is. Right. It's all of us coming together. Now they, people can agree with it or not and be like, Oh, well, that's a horrible thing. Blah, 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 blah. You know, but who knows? Maybe it's not. Right. Yeah. There, I always wrestle with that. Like, is there a scenario where there is a, you know, a new world order we can all agree on <laughs> besides this dystopian one that we've all heard about through all the rabbit holes we've been down, you know, that they've been talking about for years that they make it out to, they, they make it sound great, you know, talking it up, you know, they tell us all the things we want to hear, but at the end of the day, it sounds totalitarian and uh, like a dictatorship, but I, I've always postulated too, man, like there's got to be an alternative to this in a way we can come together. Yeah, and I think that, that that's the direction that we that we really need to go. We're going to get a new world order no matter what. Right. But it's it's up to us. It's inevitable. Which which one we get? Are we going to get the 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 positive new world order that's for the the benefiting humanity right. or are we going to get the new world order surveillance state right. where where you own nothing you yep. you know and be and, happy. <laughs> And be happy, exactly, you know, and where everything's rented, you're constantly surveilled, you, you have no privacy, yep. you know, because that's the two agendas that's being that's being pushed right now. Yep. And we're not really going to know until the end which one right. <laughs> we're going to get, you know. And I think that there's people out there that, that think that um, that a new world order in general is a horrible thing that right. and i don't think that that's the case you know mm. and and don't get me wrong here i'm not advocating for uh you know the new world order you know i actually like it the way that it is right i, I, I like our individuality because mm. i've realized that this reality that's what happens in this reality that's what we're here to do right. is to experience it and and know it and go through it Right? Mm. And when you take that on and you realize that, then it's like, well, then nothing really matters then. Right? Right. I'm, I'm just here existing. I'm here to do my thing in mm. this lifetime and then hopefully go somewhere else and do something different. Right. Right. And there's a, there's a struggle right now for, for which side we're going to get. You know? 100%. And, and that's the, that's the fighting cause, but see that that's what I was talking about earlier is, is if they can create the new world order, get everyone under the same banner, then they can manufacture the events just like what they've been doing this entire time, basically for the past hundred years. Oh yeah. It's staged. It's been manufactured. It's uh, false flags. They've created this whole thing, right? And I think that that's really their goal is to get everyone on the same page to where they can manufacture the events all the time, 24-7. So, therefore, they are basically appeasing the, uh, the 3D reality so it doesn't all collapse, Right, mm-hmm. because some people they like this reality. They love the way that this reality is set up. 
they like the way that the, that the 3D is set up right now with this dualistic polarity. And if we don't have that dualistic polarity and it's all love and light and it's all peace, if we have peace on this planet, Andre, there's no wars, no suffering, no hate, no anger, no pain, then we don't exist here. Mm. 3D, 3D reality does not exist. That's a good point, man. Right. So in order to keep us locked down onto this 3D reality, they have to manufacture these events. Mm. They have to create the turmoil. They have to create the wars. They have to create suffering. They have to create pain. Mm. Yeah, dude, I've always said, um, you know, if, if we knew everything there was to know, you know, it would make life pointless. You know, um, I've, I've had that revelation many times through plant medicine of, you know, if we were all gods and we knew all there was to know, you know, we've experienced everything there is to possibly experience. I mean, what would be the point of life at all? And I, I feel like that tells you everything, you know, you need to know about life and you know why we are here and we we do have to go through this experience we do have to learn the lessons we are here to learn and to grow um above our lower nature and you know the ways of the world around us uh that influence us in one way or another and a lot of times it's you know pushing us in a direction that's you know not in our best interest or, you know, helping us thrive as individual human beings, but rather go along with the, the herd and, you know, just do what everyone else is doing, which is usually not healthy. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, there is no individuality in that, you know? Exactly. There is no individuality and they don't, they don't want us to have individuality. Right. That's why they want to, that's why, they want the the reality to to collapse right mm-hmm. it's it's been and i hate to say it has been inverted and it's yeah. all been inverted what 100%. we think is wrong is actually right what we think is right is actually wrong right you know <laughs> it's so it's funny. unbelievable yeah totally you know when I, when you really think about it and you you put your critical thought and your your ideas behind it you realize that the 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 people that you think is working against you is really working for you exactly the people that aren't that that you think that are working for you aren't really working for you working against you right you know completely it's a really earth shattering thing to to kind of go through because people in this community has been uh, they, they've been really not kind of infiltrated in a way to to think in in a in a certain direction. Like this is bad, that is right. good. This is bad, that is good. When it's not like that, a lot it's a lot like of victim that. mentality too. Like we can't do anything. Um, you know, we can just continue to get drunk all the time, and you know not do anything with our lives because it's already fucked anyways you know there's a lot of that black pilling and you know that no hope uh approach and it's like i don't think there's ever no hope i mean i think that's a very pessimistic way of approaching it but 
Um, you know, I, I think it's a matter of taking accountability and responsibility for your own life and realizing the power you have to change um, yourself. And that's the, that's the biggest thing you can do to change the world is change the shit you don't like about yourself. Because how can you be offended if people are putting you down, if you've already changed the thing that they were putting you down for, you know, yeah. there's nothing to get offended by anymore, you know? Exactly. I think people are offended a lot uh, by what they think other people think, mm. not actually what they think, right? but what they're thinking that they think. Yeah. You know, without ever asking. Assumptions you know? and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Miscommunication. Like, exactly. You know, and that's become a big it's become a big issue and a and a big huge problem within our society that you know the, the people want to be they want praise, they want thinks, and then they get down on themselves. Uh, okay, so how many how many conspiracies do you think are actually conspiracies that might not actually necessarily have started out as a conspiracy? I don't know if you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. But like, okay, let's take, um, you know, the rubber on the bottom of our shoes, for example. Right. Yeah. yeah People think that, that, you know, the, the rubber rubber on the bottom of your shoes is a conspiracy to keep you from, you know, grounding, grounding to yeah. the earth, which is probably legit. Yeah. Right. But did it start out that way? Was that the original intention that someone in probably not. <laughs> 90 right. thought, oh, shit, I want to put rubber in the bottom of all these shoes to keep people from uh, grounding to the earth? Yeah. I highly doubt it. Right. You know, a lot of these conspiracies and a lot of these things are just a are circumstantial. Mm. Right. And they're and their demand, their supply, their supply and demand. Like totally. sunglasses, right? Okay, well, sunglasses, uh, some people say that it's to block out the sun from your eyes because the you know, sun gazing is really important and activates your pineal gland, right? Right. Well, do you think sunglasses started out for that reason? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, do we think this? It's like the shoes <laughs> thing, man. It's like if you want to walk over barefoot, over broken glass, like go right ahead. But I'm gonna put yeah. my shoes on first. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> it's a it's a protection thing, and it's become an every it's become normalized in our reality. It's not something to intentionally hurt us. It's just what we were right. working with at the time, and we never bothered to go to back readjust. and change it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know we we know that a lot of these things are are bad for us and that we shouldn't be doing them, you know, but we continually do them. We, the consumer have all the power, Andre. hundred percent, dude. And you, you 100% know this. And I know everyone listening knows that we have the power. The consumer has all the power. It's not the manufacturers. It's not the corporations. They don't have shit. All they do is buying their products. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If you don't want to wear shoes, because uh, you think that you're not going to be grounded to the earth and it's a conspiracy to not um, ground you to the earth, then don't wear shoes or find a, a different pair of shoes that doesn't have uh, rubber, rubber insoles in yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And if you think that uh, what sunglasses are blocking the sun from, from your eyes to keep you from activating your pineal gland, then stop wearing sunglasses. Right. You know? It's that I mean, simple. It, some of the things is that simple, like the the fluoride in the water, you know, all the chemicals and all the bullshit in the water, you know, 
Like those those were the first two big changes I made was cutting out fluoride, uh, toothpaste, and uh, changing my drinking water. (laughs) That was many years ago, and I think those two are very easy fixes (laughs) you know like it's not tough to get clean drinking water and you know get good toothpaste you know what i mean exactly and those are the simple things that and 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 just complaining about it isn't uh you know not not helping anything it's not doing anything for anybody like you change it somebody else hopefully will see the change that you made and then they will also make that change lead by example right Mm. Like the, there's nothing that we can do about any of those things. Right. You know, we can't change the water. We can't right. take the fluoride out of the water. Now we, I mean, we can through water filtration and, you know, individually, right. but there's nothing that we can do about it. Collectively. On a massive scale. Yeah. And then there's another thing about the water too. How do you think that people can get water everywhere in the United States simultaneously. How do you think that I have water here? Everywhere else in my neighborhood has water. The gas station down the street has water. The pharmacy across the the way has water. The, all of the different restaurants, fast food places have right. water. Like the only way that that can happen is if you recycle the water. Right. And inevitably recycled water is going to have bullshit in it right? because it's recycled water. We can't get water to everywhere, let alone in the United States from natural aquifers. The shit would run out. Right. They have to recycle it and recycling it comes with bullshit. Right. You know, and it's, it's a, it's a product of our reality and it's a circumstantial thing. Yeah, think of think of all the prescription pills that have been thrown down the toilet, like all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, the Drano that we clean our toilets with, the, right. the things that we dump down the sink. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's the that's the supply and demand part, right? right. Like, well, well, what what were they supposed to do? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you were in their shoes, what what would you have done? You know? Exactly. There's basically nothing else that, that you could have done. And that's the, that's the way that, that it had to go. Right. You know, and the same with the food. The food had to be the exact same way. Mm. Right. How do you think that there are, uh, how many stores do you think is in your town, Andre? How many grocery stores? Probably like 10 or 12, 15, somewhere in there. 10 to 15. And before uh, 2020, I don't know how, well, before this year, they were basically stocked 24 seven, right? right. They're, they were, as soon as someone went to take something away and buy something, it was immediately replaced. Oh yeah. Right. Well, how do you think that that happens? You know, do, do we think that all that food is just, that just magically appears? Right. You know, like it's, it's, it has to be done a certain way. Right. To keep up with the supply and the demand of it. Right. Right. So inevitably there's going to be bullshit in it again. Mm. Right. There's going to be preservatives. There's going to be GMOs. There's going to be pesticides. Right. Because they have to keep up with the population Mm. to supply the population with food. Right. That's just, that's just the way the the things are and the way that they have to be like, 
You can't just transport fresh, fresh vegetables that are organically grown with no pesticides, with no chemicals, no nothing across the United States for a week and expect them not to go bad. They'll be rotten <laughs> real quick. Exactly. Like there's so many things like that, that, that I don't think that people even take into consideration. Right. Like how, how, what else are you supposed to do whenever you have a, a booming population like that? Right. Well, and you know, yeah. put yourself in the farmer's shoes. If the farmers threaten to have his livelihood taken from him and his whole family farm that's been in the family for generations, you know, taken away, if he doesn't agree to, you know, grow the crops that the government wants him to grow or grow the, it, whether they're genetically modified or not, or, you know, they're sprayed, you know, crop dusted and all the shit that goes along with it, you know, what is he supposed to do? You know, put his morals aside and, uh, you know, just sell his shit, you know, or does he go through with it and, you know, still has to put food on the table, still has to provide for his family. You know, what is he supposed to do in that situation? Absolutely. And then if he doesn't do it, they'll kick him out and then they'll put somebody in there. <laughs> Find that someone does. else. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like getting, <laughs> exactly. And it's it's like getting rid of a low level drug dealer. Right. You know, someone's just gonna come and Pop replace up again. Him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like a lot of these things uh, in our reality, Andre, it has been set up and they've been they've been set up for a reason because one, we we moved too fast. The population moved too fast. Yeah. It grew way too fast. Things happened way too quickly. Our technology went and evolved way too quickly. And the rest of the things in our world did not change. Right. They did not evolve. Mm. Right. We're still using the same old systems for everything else, basically, in our reality besides technology. The only right. thing that's changed in the past 100 years, Andre, has been our technology and the way that we communicate. 100%. Nothing else has changed. We're still using all the same shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know? why, are, why are we still on oil? <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. And it goes back to that supply and demand. It's like, well, if you don't want to... Uh, be a part of the problem, then start walking, start riding your bike. And you know, how many people are actively going to do that? You know, if you live in a bigger city, I can understand, you know, you have mass transportation like subways and stuff, but you know, that's never been, um, you know, a, a likely scenario for me, but I could make it happen. Um, you know, now that my job's very close to where I live, um, there's many days I could walk to work and be just fine. But there's times where I need to ride places. Like, am I just going to be codependent on Uber at that point, you know, <laughs> or, or ride shares? You know, it's like, yeah. it's tricky, man, to like, just start with yourself and, you know, try to be self-sustainable. There's a lot that goes into that. Yeah, absolutely. And if things in our reality would have changed and evolved the way that the technology changed and evolved, then we would be living in a way better reality, right? Like you said, we're still using the same cars that we've been using for right. 100 years. We, we're still using the same boats that we've been using for 100 years, the same trains, you know, the same appliances, 
the same exact freaking refrigerators that we've been using. Though the old school refrigerators back from the 70s are badass refrigerators that will outlast humanity. Oh, yeah. But, you know, and it, I feel like if our focus would have been shifted from technology, I mean, look, technology has literally gone and evolved so quickly, quickly, more fast than anything else. It went from having a, a TV, an old box TV in your living room uh, with, a, with a radio, like a handheld radio, to a freaking phone device in your hand where you can watch everything on the internet. Yeah. You know, within 50 years. That's like 10, 15 pieces of technology all in your pocket, you know? Yeah. That took I mean, we decades have, to develop. Yes. And it's like if our, if our focus had been shifted just a little bit and maybe half of that, half of the focus that went into creating our technology went into creating a better reality and a better world yeah. for everyone, then I feel like we would be in a way better position than yeah. we are right now. But the, the focus was put on technology and we see where that's going. You know, yeah. we're seeing this 3D virtual reality world that's getting ready to take everyone by, by storm. storm. And when the whenever the technology overrules the, the spirituality of a planet, then it inevitably collapses because it can't sustain itself. Mm. You know, if the, the, if the AI and the technology is higher than the higher consciousness level than the real consciousness of the planet, then we're, we're in for a, a world of hurt. We're in for a, an inevitable collapse and destruction. Mm. Yeah, but, man. I mean, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what happens, but um, I honestly feel that if we would have done things just a little bit different, then we could be living in a way better reality where things aren't as hard. If, if the attention that's been put on creating new technology were, were shifted and turned into living a better, better reality instead of living inside of a virtual reality mm-hmm. on uh, social media and, uh, you know, video games and, and all that, then I feel like that, that things wouldn't be nearly as bad as they are. Right now. Dude. Yeah. I, I, uh, I gotta say, man, like, what initially got me going into these rabbit holes was um, it was zeitgeist and loose change for sure. But um, just realizing the lies about cannabis and how it had been made illegal in the first place. And, you know, it wasn't even just like cannabis uh, in the sense of, you know, recreational use, smoking a joint. I'm talking, you know, the 50,000 plus uses hemp had, and it would eliminated a lot of these, huge industries as we know it today, like big oil and, you know, the timber industry and, you know, seeing the, the rise in wood prices going through the roof this last year, the last couple of years. And, um, you know, all the damage done to the rainforest, you know, wiping out all the trees 
uh, with the deforestation, um, you know, I, I just got to think if uh, we would have addressed that a little differently and those, in, those rich investors that already saw the future in oil and timber, if they would have just reassessed that and thought maybe, just maybe, uh, hemp has a lot better potential to be sustainable for, you know, future generations than, you know, what, what we've already invested our money in. But, you know, it's, it's hard to say what you would do in their shoes. You know, if you're already making money, you know, and it's not going anywhere, it's only growing from there. Like, and you see that you're about to be making billions very quickly. Like it'd be hard to say what you would do. I mean, would you still, keep good intentions along with that like well uh you know i know hemp's the better solution here but we're just gonna go through with it we're just gonna lie about hemp and uh, outlaw it and <laughs> hopefully people forget about it you know it just blew my mind like that whole scenario absolutely and another reason that they didn't go for hemp is because anybody can grow hemp right Exactly. And when, it, when it, anybody has the the access to it, then it, it no, they no longer can make as much money off of what they're trying to sell you because right. they, they corner the market, right? Mm-hmm. You just can't go out there and get freaking, uh, you know, mine for coal on your own. Right. But you, you can sure as hell uh, plant some, uh, some plants in your backyard oh, and yeah. grow it. A lot of times mm-hmm. it'll grow all by itself. It'll just pop up in your yard, you know? <laughs> That's the crazy thing about it. It's like, it just seems so like nonsensical, you know? It's like, well, this is obviously what about the better idea. You know, here we are <laughs> 80 years and after. And they're paying for it now and they're, they're, they're going to pay for it. Like they, oh, yeah. they, they, they have to pay for it. Like that's the only way, you know, that it goes. And, you know, you're 100% right that if they would have made a different change, and this is what it comes down to, Andres, it just comes down to greedy freaking human beings. You know, it's like you yeah. said earlier, people want to mystify their controllers. They want to make it about this outside yeah. source, this, uh, the, the reptilians, the archons, right. the, the cabal, and yeah. all these crazy, you know, mystical things when it's not, dude. They're it's human. not. They're human. Yep. They're all straight up human. Yep. Right? And they leave a paper trail. Mm-hmm. You know? Basically yeah. all you gotta do is uh is follow the money. When you follow the money, that's one of what one of my teachers, that high school teacher that I was talking about in the beginning of this podcast, uh, mm. told me one time in one of the classes, he was like, if you want to know the reason why anything is the way that it is. Follow the you money. Just follow the money. Yep. <laughs> so true, dude. So true. And it just comes back to energy, man. You know, it's money is energy. And it's like you could either hoard that energy or you can, you know, let it flow naturally. It comes and goes. It comes in and out. You know, it's like it's currency. You know, there's all these um you know, water, water words with the maritime law stuff. And I don't know if you've gotten into that at all. Jordan Maxwell talked yeah. a lot about it, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it seems like uh, these things uh, come down to common sense, but 
it is very complex when you get into the weeds of it. And I think we did our best to um, get into the, uh, these issues a bit from a deeper perspective and just analyzing the, the roots of these problems rather than, you know, just they're reptilians and the world is fucked because it's run by reptilians. You know, I think that's an easy bandaid over looking at the deeper problem afoot here, you know. It really is, uh, Andre, and I thank you a lot for bringing me on your show today, brother. I really much, very much enjoyed the, the conversation. And, uh, yeah, this isn't a shitty reality, folks. No. It's, just the, it's just the reality. The reality mm. is what it is, and it is what you make it, you know? Every, and, every moment of every day is a miracle, man. Just to be alive and breathing, to wake up again as a gift it's it's special it's just by its nature you know like we we are here for a reason that just comes down to that i don't know what other way to say it you know but uh yeah i I just wanted to give you a chance to tell the listeners where they can find you brother and uh definitely have to get you back on in the future man thanks again thank you um you can find me on raised by giants on youtube uh, that's my video platform where you can watch my videos i normally release uh, a couple of videos a couple of interviews a week but this week i did not get a chance to uh, release one but uh if you go over there you can check out my new presentation i put together uh called Sexgate: uh the symbolic and allegorical nature of the Bible. I worked really, really hard on it. I put all kinds of, uh, animations, uh, still photos, videos and everything into it. So uh, if anyone would like to go over there and check that out, you're more than welcome to do that. And on Facebook at raised by giants on Instagram at raised by giants pod and on any podcast platform. Uh, you can check that out or email me. Uh, email is on my YouTube channel. And thank you guys so much. I appreciate you all listening. And I uh, hope you guys got something out of it. And I hope you understood uh, what I was trying to say. Um, and thank you, Andre, for, for doing this show and having me on, brother. It was an honor and a pleasure. Most definitely, brother. Yeah, I just want to thank you again, brother. It's been truly an honor. And I really enjoyed this conversation i hope you all listening out there enjoyed it as well and found a moment of presence throughout it and uh you know gain something from it um i hope it picked you up (laughs) if you were having a rough day whatever it may be um but i send you all peace and love and uh thank you again for listening have a great week with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.